Welcome to Former Passion once again. I want to thank everybody for joining us. This is episode 30. Uh, this is uh, A Stallings. I'm recording this episode actually not in the regular studio F12 like I normally do. Uh, right now I'm at The Nest, uh, a location known as The Nest. It's where the Flock podcast is recorded uh, that we talk about on our podcast fairly often. I want to thank Dewey. Uh, and all his various roommates, I'm actually not sure if I know all of them, for letting me record this episode here. Sam had an emergency this weekend. I believe everything is okay. Um, so, uh, you know, next time we'll be at the regular studio. Uh, today, though, we have a bit of a different one. So for whatever reason, the audio sounds a little bit different. That is why. Um, just a couple of announcements before we get into today's interview. Uh, want to thank Holly S. for signing up to our Patreon if this is your first time listening to Forum, uh, we do two episodes a month, but we also do a third episode that is a paid episode that you can subscribe to for $2 at www.patreon.com slash forum of passion. You're going to get an additional episode on the last Friday of every month. That's going to be a little bit more discussion based. Um, and, uh, that'll get, you know, sent directly to your email. For example, we just recorded one prior to this episode that was about the, uh, current state of straight edge bands. And the next episode we'll be doing that's going to be coming out in August is going to be a one Oh one on anarcho punk music, which I know nothing about. So I'm excited to learn. Um, but, uh, one at the beginning of each episode, I send shout outs to people that have subscribed to the Patreon. So the first person was Holly S. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, second Patreon subscriber, uh, see, looks like AJ edited his pledge last month to $5. Thank you, AJ. And uh, let's see, it looks like we got one more. Uh, Sean, uh, thank you for subscribing, Sean. No last name on that one. And uh, believe that is it. Uh, one more announcement before we get into it. We're currently doing a run of shirts to benefit the ACLU. Uh, you can get one of those at uh, forumofpassion.limitedrun.com. Uh, you know, all the proceeds for those, like any of the profits from those are going to be going towards the ACLU. There's a lot of civil unrest going on right now. Uh, a lot of unfortunate things going on with ICE detention centers. And uh, the ACLU just does uh, a lot of different things. You know, go to their website, check it out, read up on it. Um, I think one of the first things that comes up is actually uh, just a link for donations, um, but they can kind of map you through uh, what all they're involved in. But just for the month of July, we're going to have these pre-orders up. So if you're listening to this episode and you like it and you like previous episodes, pick uh, one of those shirts up and it'll help you know support a lot of good things and you'll get to represent us, which myself and Sam uh, very much so appreciate. Today I have on a friend that I've known for quite some time and someone I, you know, I know, but I'm actually very excited to get to know much better. Um, I have a lot of respect for this person. Uh, this person is very intelligent. This person uh, loves hardcore, has been involved in a long time and someone whose presence always brightens my day when I'm around her. I have on today, Crystal Pack. How are you? I am doing amazing after that introduction. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean it. I mean every word. I mean every word. Thank you so How much. Have you, uh, have you been in general? We haven't spoken in a while. We haven't. No. Uh, I've been doing, doing well. Um, just you, recently moved to Seattle, Washington. So, I saw that. You know, I just trying that. to get acclimated out here. How's, uh, how's it been so far? Amazing. I feel like uh, I I love the change up. I love being next to my boyfriend. I've been in a long distance relationship for three years. 
So, you know, that's like a nice little change. And um, good for y'all. Yeah. Shout out Waylon. Shout out Waylon. <laughs> yeah, just enjoying postgraduate relaxation. So, you know, what did you go to school for? Uh, I went to school for sociology, and I minored in education. What are you planning on doing? Um, so let's see. If the sky's the limit, I'm taking Betsy DeVos's job as the United States Secretary of Education. <laughs> there we fucking go. Ambition <laughs> at its finest. Let's hear it. Yes, but um, for now, just trying to get my door, my, get my foot in the door of changing um, educational policy. So. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, got to start Benevol- somewhere. Benevolent person you are. <laughs> Good for you. Um, Thank when you. did uh, are you? So you moved there from Santa Barbara? Yes. Well, technically Ventura, but eight hundred five County. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you originally from there? No, actually, I'm originally from Hemet, California, which I feel like a lot of bands drive through from the drive from like Vegas to Los Angeles, but. No reason to stop there. It is a very where, small town. I don't think I know him. At, where is like, like, so it's, it's on the drive from Vegas to where? Los Angeles. So like okay. geographically, it's like technically it's, it's like the Inland Empire, Riverside. It's east of LA. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do. I do know Riverside. So I, I, I've got it. All right. So you were born there. What year? Um, 1993. Yeah. Uh, do you have siblings? Like what was, uh, what was kind of the setup? Like what uh, were your parents originally from there or, um, so setup is I was actually born in Oceanside, California. Um, oh, my, really? yes. I have um, a homie that used to live there. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Good, good area. Um, lived there for a bit. Um, my dad, uh, was in the Marines and so he, so I was a little bit of a military brat. Mm-hmm. Um, Went from there, from Oceanside to Atlanta, Georgia for a little bit oh. when I how was very you, young. How old were you when you moved there? Um, probably around three or four. Um, yeah, because I, I, I don't exactly remember what age, but I do have this very vivid memory of like my brother was like swimming in our apartment complex's like pool. And there's like, like the alarm, like went off for like a tornado warning. And then my mom who cannot swim was like freaking out because my brother who is deaf could not hear the alarm. And so, yeah. So nightmare um, scenario. Yeah, (laughs) Old enough to remember that. Um, I don't exactly know the year. Um, So then after that, uh, moved to Hemet, California um, when I started first grade out there. Um, You only have one brother? Yes, one older brother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Was I mean? I've never. It's like I've never like. I haven't been around like a lot of deaf people. Like, like, do you know sign language? I did not start learning sign language until college, actually. Really? So how did you yeah. communicate? Um. So my brother actually went through speech therapy. Um. A lot. He like his education was very based in like oralism. Um. So learning how to speak, learning words, more over like communicating through sign language um it wasn't until he went to i think like eighth grade is when he actually started learning sign language where he actually was able to have access to a school that was able to assess his needs 
um, okay. where his oral education stopped. So, so yeah. And then, but he, he's hard of hearing. And so he had hearing aids on. And so that's how we were able to communicate. How much older is he than you? Uh, about a year and a half. Okay. Two so years? Yeah. About, about, about the same age. Yeah. So, so you end up in him at about six or so. And it's you, you and your family is, you said it was just you, your mom and your brother. Uh, me, dad? my mom, my brother, my dad, and my grandparents. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, so you got the, you got the family unit yeah. right there. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Are you, are you, are you close with everybody? Uh, I'm close to everyone, but my father. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Understandable. Mm-hmm. So you guys end up there. What are your kind of, what are your, like your memories of Hemet when you're younger? Like <laughs> what is, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just like <laughs> anyone who knows Hemet. Yeah. Uh, it's like, like I had a super Walmart that I could see from my window. Like high school was like, if we had fights, it was like, all right, let's meet in the Walmart parking lot. You know, like we were scrapping over there. It was, it was behind PetSmart here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, like Hemet, it's just, it's like a little desert town. You know, we had. And you were just, you were brought there just because of military? Just because. Uh, the, the new housing track over there popped up and, you know, my parents bought a house out there. Um, okay. and, and then, yeah, I just spent the next 13 years of my life just chilling out there. Like I grew oh, up in Hemet. Yeah. You were in him. Okay. I, I didn't Hemet, know this Hemet. about you. Mm-hmm. You were in Hemet. So about how far away is it from LA? Uh, like an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're in Hemet. Like uh, living the Walmart dream uh, <laughs> as, a, as a young person there. Yes. Like, um, you know, did, like w- when you got there, it's like, did you make friends easy? I mean, you've always been a very personable person, but like, was that, was like, it was like, was it like, like the move, like not a big deal? Did you like, was school like fun for you or was it something you weren't that really into? All right, dude, check this out. So yeah, when I lived in Oceanside, right? Well, I, techni- I, I technically lived in San Clemente. Um, and let's see, this, no, I think we went back to San Clemente. Yeah, kindergarten, right? Um, I go to school out there. And then shortly after we moved to Hemet, I, I stayed there for only kindergarten. And then we went to Hemet. Um, and, but I had this friend in kindergarten, you know, like we play with a lot of kids, but there's like this one chick I played with in particular. And then moved to Hemet, and in my class, um, there's, like, this other girl that I hang out with. I don't really know, you know, like, whatever, just meeting new people. And then I see this girl four houses down from me rollerblading down her driveway, and it's my classmate from first grade. And I was like, oh, cool, you know. The next year, we're looking through her yearbook, and we have a picture together from kindergarten. And she ended up moving four houses down from me um, Look at that. and Hemet a year later. So, and our families didn't know each other at the time either. So that was pretty cool. Um, so I've, I had my best friend since right at the jump. So are you, are y'all still friends today? We're still friends. She is that now rocks. expecting her third child. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So she's Damn. got, she's got her own little house. She's living, she's living the mom life. It's beautiful. Is she, Still in Hemet or is she somewhere else? Uh, she, I believe, is in Murrieta, kind of close to Hemet. Not necessarily Hemet in particular, but 
kind of close right there. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so that transition was probably chill. Like, it was you know, very chill. Like, cool. Cause a lot of people, yeah. I feel like that, trans- that transition can be tough. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. I was very fortunate in that, that I like stayed somewhere like in one place for all of my, like, I guess, adolescence. Um, mm-hmm. And then like my high school was right down the street. Like I walked to school cause it was like a five minute walk. Um, is your family like is your family like mu- like like is I mean you're in him was there like how did you discover music living there like what was so, <laughs> I <laughs> guess so like I I guess now there's a there's a hemmage straight edge scene which is super cool like really? at the time there was not at the time that, that I was rocks. there there was not yeah okay. um but let's see I started getting into hardcore music actually um not even necessarily hardcore music yet it was, mm-hmm. I was very much into like Britney Spears. Like I, from all five years of elementary school, first through fifth mm-hmm. at the talent show, I was singing a new Britney Spears song at the talent oh. show. Like I was well, like so a, a head. So you love the stage. <laughs> yes. You've been on the stage since <laughs> yeah. then. Um, just pop, pop artists, pop songs, you know, like top 40 and a lot mm-hmm. of Spanish music because my mom is Spanish. So okay. Listen to like, you know, like a lot of Selena, a lot of Marco Antonio Solis, like Mark Anthony, like all those people. Jennifer Lopez is a huge one too. Um, these people were all huge in the late 90s too. Yes. So when you're like right about six or so, like 99 or like 2000, even like me, like, like I remember that being everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. All and that. they're still great. Like Jennifer Lopez is killing it right now. Amazing. Killing it's it. amazing. <laughs> I've never seen a 50 year old look like that. Straight up. But uh, also, also waiting for tonight. Incredible. Oh, song. Yes. Like to the, it could come, it could come out right now. It'd be just, <laughs> <a thing. laughs> uh, um, uh, so let's see. Where was, oh, okay. Into hardcore. So my mom's childhood best friend had ended up moving to Miami. Um, and my mom is from Chile, Santiago, Chile. So she okay. came over here to the United States um, with my dad. My dad is from South Korea, who grew up, who moved out to um, Monterey, California with his father when he was like six years old. Um, and then he joined the military. My parents met um, at, at a party in South America, in like Chile. Um, nice fell in love, carried like pocket dictionaries with them because they didn't know like how to talk to each other. <laughs> how romantic. <Yeah. laughs> Straight up. It's, it's like an, it's movie, an insane honestly. story. Like, so you yeah. get two people from totally different countries, you know, mm-hmm. just, yeah. Didn't know. He it. didn't know Spanish. He didn't know English. So man, and this, then, this, this movie was, this rom-com yeah. <laughs> was made like, like, like the script is there. Like, exactly. It's, so uh, someone should make a movie off of. Here's the thing: you need to be working on a screenplay. Yes, <laughs> and then you, you're in the area. You need, well, not now, but like previous. You need to sell that to somebody. I should. I really should. This. It's it's money in the bank right there. Yeah. Um. So so then they, he was getting shipped back to, um, California, and he was like, "I'm gonna lose this girl if I leave." Yeah. So, Wait. I gotta I gotta tie the knot now. Um. So they get married moved to California. Um, and then, and then the rest is history for that. But, um, so my mom's friend also moved to the state. She moved to Florida. Um, 
and they're basically cousins at this point. Like my, her, her family and my family are pretty tight. So her daughter, when I was in seventh or eighth grade, showed me that country by Avenged Sevenfold. Okay. And, okay. and I was like, this is amazing. And she was telling me how like, <laughs> and she was yeah. like, yeah, like, you know, like she was talking to me about like Warped Tour and how like she would like mosh and stuff. And I was just like, what the heck? Like, this is like, this is a foreign world to me. Like never heard anything like it. Um, so that was kind of my intro. That was a light intro. Um, I remember that, like that video yeah. was a big thing. <laughs> Like they're in like the the de- like the desert. Like, are they in a car? Is that the video? Straight up, I don't remember the video. I, think, I don't even I think, think I like, ever saw the video. I think they're in a car, like driving down the highway. Like all of them. What was the dude's name? Oh God, don't tell me. The dude is saying, "In Shadows." Was the dude saying for Avenged Sevenfold's name? Um, I don't even. I never even really listened to them, but I remember kids I was friends with liked them, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so did you get really into Avenged Sevenfold, or was it just kind of like an introduction? It was like it was an introduction from them, and you just found other stuff. So, I did really like that album, mm-hmm. um, and then like kind of dabbled here and there. But, but come come my freshman year of high school, the kids I started hanging out with were like kind of in a metalcore. So okay. I kind of got into that, like metalcore and pop punk music. What it's year was? What year would that have been? Let's see, like middle school. Uh, two thousand eight. Okay. Two thousand seven. Okay. Wait, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, about, like, mm-hmm. right about in there. All right. So, like, like what bands are they listening to? Like, like what what are they vibing? Like, the it's like a day to remember. Devil Wears Prada, Emro. Okay. So, like that realm. That realm. I remember. Of- I remember it being a thing for sure, and I, mm-hmm. I remember like. Um, like I remember, like the big packages of of like like those tours like coming through and stuff. Like, are these like kids that are just like listening to it, or are they like going to the gigs? Like, I, have you like gone to shows yet at this point? Or so no, I wasn't allowed to go to shows. Mm. Um, so so they were going to the gigs and stuff like that, you know, and like um and and also um like stick to your guns was was I think coming up at the time. If not, they come a little later. Um. Yeah, but, there's definitely they're definitely a thing at that time though. Yeah, yeah, I think I remember so. the move song. Yes, with the Moscow. Okay. I remember yes. that. I remember yes. that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I had that hoodie. <laughs> mm. So so it was that era. Um, they were going to gigs. I was not. I was not allowed to go. Like when my mom started realizing I was listening to quote unquote the devil's music. She oh, was she religious like, like that. She so I actually had a very diverse religious household. Okay. My mom um was brought up Catholic. Um my dad I think was Christian, I wanna say, like through like his time in the military. And then my okay, grandparents sure. were Buddhist. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so it was my Korean grandparents. And so like, yeah, I was never really pushed on to any religion growing up. It was just there. It was just kind of there. Like it was just like, yeah, you have the option to just kind of do whatever, you know, like, and I went to like church from time to time with people, but religion never, never really sat with me, but it was because like, maybe I just had really bad experiences with it too. I don't know. Like I remember one time my friend's mom, like, like I was spending that at her house and then she was like, 
yo, like we have to watch this video that my mom's like making me watch. And it was like some super like homophobic, anti-gay, like religious video. And I was like, Damn. yeah, I got to go. <laughs> How old are you now? You know? I, I was a freshman in high school when that happened. Okay, sorry about yeah. right about this time. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, so, yeah. would be a huge turnoff. Yeah. yeah I was like, mm, not my thing. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, my mom was like, nah, you, you can't, you can't listen to that music. So then I had to start like kind of listening to it in secret. Like oh. I had to like have my headphones in, like I had like password protected, like, cause we had like the office computer, you know? And like, I Desktop. had my, yeah, yes. sure. and I had like, I had like a little iPod mini and, and I had just like hidden away, like all of those files, like just to make sure no one was accidentally clicking on them. You know, like my friend, actually, I had her take my iPod home once and like upload music onto it for me. What did um, you tell her to upload? Just like anything that was just relevant at the time, you know, okay. like, cause I couldn't really go and like search up a bunch of stuff. You could like see my search history. <laughs> so, can't, can't have mom you know, seeing can't, that. Can't have him seeing that. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until, uh, let's see, I was able to go to my first show, but I had to have like clearance. My mom was friends with my, um, with my closest friend in high school's mom. Okay. Um, and so, and her mom was like vouched for like the show that I was going to that, like, it like, wasn't like a bad music show, quote unquote. Um, so that was my first show and that was like all time low, like just like pop punky. That's, that's safer because i because like i know i know all time low by just context i think mm-hmm. i maybe heard a song of theirs one time um but i remember I, I remember like kind of like this lane of like of, of like being a thing so do you remember anybody else who played other than all time low or uh, was- the main mayday parade and every avenue okay i know the exact i know the exact type of of gig this was yes. yeah i mean i feel like a parent could be like fine with if you have any, if you have even just like a little bit of context, like, like this looks okay. This doesn't yeah. look like people are killing one another. Exactly, None of these bands yeah. look menacing. Yeah. So, <laughs> they're all, pre- they're all pretty boy bands. So yeah, they're fine. all, they, if anything, they look kind of inviting. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. All right. So, so you went to, so you went and moshed the all time low. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Like oh, just swung oh, for the fences to all time low. Okay, sure. No, I actually think so. So she went to hardcore shows and she taught me how to crowd surf at that show. Okay. So, you know, that that's where my, those are my skills were developing. <laughs> are you like 14 or 15? I'm like 14 years old. Okay. Yeah. The ripe age of 14. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So I didn't actually end up going to like my first like official, like, the hardcore that we are into that kind of show until my senior year of high school. Um, and I actually found the flyer cause I wanted to like look and see exactly who was on that lineup. Cause I forgot everyone that was on that lineup and it was terror, stick to your guns, trapped under ice, close your eyes and your demise. So, there, okay, and so that would have been 2011. Like, like, what, 11. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what's close your eyes. I don't know. Oh, that's it. Was, it was, I, just I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember. So hold on, hold on. It was tear, stick to your guns, close your eyes. I rem- I know the name your demise. I to be to be very real and 
please, please at me on this. I'm not very initiated with your demise. I think I've heard good things, but I can't mm-hmm. really remember. Mm-hmm. Do you remember them at all? So like, I did like your demise at the time. I have not listened to your demise since like 2013 though. I don't know if they broke up. I don't, I don't really know what happened. What was it like? Sing. Like, Simon, you, like, like, no, no, like, like your demise. Do you remember what they sound like? Oh, they were like, I would say they were in the realm of like, like, uh, maybe, uh, let's see if I, I almost want to say hundredth, but older hundredth. Okay. But maybe a little more hardcore than that. All right. Now I'm, in, now like, I'm interested because it's like, I'm, I'm curious as to kind of like what, what that uh, was. I would that, say that, Maybe more, oh man, hold on. Let me try to. That's, that's a name I've been seeing by proxy for a very, for like mm-hmm. a minute that I like, it's one of those things that, you know, when you see it and you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to check, I'm going to see what that's about at some point, but you just don't do it immediately. Yeah. It's been one of those for, me for years. I, I want to say, I mean, judging off of, I, I can't remember a song by them for the life of me mm-hmm. right now, but I'm just saying, judging by that fly, they're probably, I want to think that we're a good bridge between Chopped Under Ice and Stick to Your Guns. Okay. Oh, wait, TUI played that show? TUI played that show, yeah. Oh, 2011. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Solid era, TUI. Mm. Um, but uh, all right. So that's your senior year of high school, but you and you went to your first show in your freshman year. Yes. So what, like, and you're not playing in bands or anything like that. That's no. Not you. So what is, what is going on for you in high school? Give me the Crystal Pack high school experience. Like oh, what's, man. What's the years leading up until the first hardcore show? What's going um, on? So let's see. At school, I was like involved in so much. Like I was student body president. Like student government was my shit. Um, huge theater nerd. Um, What'd you act on? Anything? uh, A few. I was like every spring we had a musical and I was in it. Like I remember one year. Yeah. 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 Um, Let's see. We did like Willy Wonka, uh, the Wizard of Oz. I was a flying monkey in one of the Wizard of Oz's and they had like (laughs) raised enough money at the fundraiser that year to get like the harnesses for the flying monkeys. And it was tight. Our production for no joke. We're no joke. Yeah. Um, Let's see. When Invisible Children was a thing, like I had started a club for that. I remember that. That was like the Coney 2012. Yeah, I remember this. Okay. Because I I think even when I was in high school. Oh, because that would make sense. When you were like a freshman, I would have been like a senior. So, and I kind of remember like around like that era, the Invisible Children like being a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And then I think everything got canceled the year after that because the guy got, the guy was like jacking off in public or something like that. Like the, the, yeah. Yeah. I I remember reading that article and just being embarrassed. Like, (laughs) shit. (laughs) Like, I like totally raised money for this organization. I had them like come out to my school and held like an assembly and stuff like that. And then, yeah, the next year, like, the guy's like jacking off in public at like a boardwalk or something like that. Just oh, like you belligerently brought, you brought drunk. public jacker to your school. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Just in front of children, nonetheless. Children. <laughs> like, what is your deal? Um, okay. So you're, so you're involved in a lot of things. Yes. Like you're involved in like what sounds like a, a lot of kind of like 
causes. Where, where's that, where's that energy coming from? Like where, like, where did you pick that up? I was actually talking about this earlier today. Um, mm. Just cause, so like a lot of my focus this year has been on my own personal mental health. Um, and so I have been seeing a therapist, which is great. I recommend everyone do so. Um, uh, yeah, of course. But I was actually talking about that with my therapist today about high school, particularly mm-hmm. um, because I, I felt like a lot of that drive was overcompensating for the um, lack of being seen in my home life. Um, Cause it was very much like I have like the military Asian father who just could never be pleased with whatever I decided to do in my life. You know, it was like, Oh, you raised $20,000 at this cancer walk, but you still got a B on your exam. (laughs) And so, and it's like, it's like the B is what gets brought up as opposed to the positive. Yes. Mm -hmm. I I get like, that was my, uh, like half of my home life was a little bit like that as well. So I I understand that for sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was like a little bit of like, like, I, I feel like I do have like a genuine drive to like do these things, you know, like there, there is a part of me that does want to get involved, but I feel like the reason I did so much was because it was like, Hey, like I'm doing like a bunch of shit, you know, like, so please look, please look at me. Yeah. yeah, kind of dark, but also in looking back at it all, it's like, no, I, it definitely prepared me to a handle chronic stress <laughs> and, and be just like, give me, you know, like I, I put myself into a bunch of different positions and activities that I would have never otherwise, if I didn't constantly have this drive. So it's a little bittersweet, you know, like I had my own drive to doing it. Um, but definitely at home, my, like my own personal home life wasn't necessarily that great. Um, I mean, it's like, these things make you who you are, you mm-hmm. know? And, it, and it's, and it's like, I've had people on here before be like, Oh, like, you know, like, like kind of dark about like something in their life, but it's like, Hey, like that's, that's your life. And it, it, and it is, it is your truth. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. And it, it's nothing to feel like, feel like weird about. Like, I feel like, I don't, I don't feel like something like that isn't anything we need to feel weird about talking about. Like if we feel comfortable sharing, expressing things like that, cause it's like, at the end of the day, it was like one of the first things I said is like, you know, like how smart you are and like how, like, you know, like how much you bring to like our interactions or whatever. And you brought up immediately like, about your, like your accolades with school and everything like that, even though it wasn't that fun at the time, all this probably led you to become a person that could handle and do these things in the future. Absolutely. You know, so it's a positive, it's a, it's a silver lining. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing a lot in high school. You're doing, you're, you're doing all these things. You're just like, you know, like trying to involve yourself and, and, you know, like obviously like with the sort of the periphery of sort of like being seen at home, but at the same time, like you're, 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 it's not like you're, you're it's not like you're like acting out to be seen at home. You're doing good things to be mm-hmm. seen at home. Some mm-hmm. people go the other direction. <laughs> um, so, you know, like good, you didn't do that, but uh, so you're, you're doing this stuff. I mean, do you continue like, going kind of do you continue going to shows kind of like like the all-time low like like style of stuff or or like what's going on there yeah so like i did start 
doing that. Um, I did that a little more regularly just because my mom kind of trusted the parental figure that was there. Like my friend's mom would go to shows with us a lot. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, and then also like, it's just like, yeah, music wise, like that's just kind of what I was kind of doing. Um, did start, I would say my, my friends at the time were a little bit of a bad influence, but not too bad. Um, <laughs> you know, like, cause that's also the age where people just start like, um, you know, like just so, you know, getting into teenager shit. So, sure. you know, and that's what we were doing. Um, I will definitely admit now years later that I absolutely used the fact that I had my teacher's computer password to excuse some absences, but <laughs> Good game. <laughs> Good game. I was I was so terrified to skip school when I was like uh in high school. I didn't start like really breaking rules till I was like college. Like high school, I was like so worried my dad was gonna find out if I did anything wrong. Um so I, she, I, I so, struck you as the opposite. Oh so. <laughs> no, like high school me? Uh, I'll send I'll send you a photo later of what high school me was All like. Right. You'll, <laughs> you'll look at it and you'll be like Oh, this kid's not breaking any yeah. rules. <laughs> Why that was suppressed? Get yeah. out, get out of high school, get into college. I'm like, I can do whatever I want. Change mm-hmm. it up. Got um, it, got it. But uh, but I was, yeah, like, I was low key breaking the rules. Like I wasn't caught breaking the rules. I was very slick about it. Yeah, so. you're, you're, you're smart. Yeah. See me, I'm not, I'm not slick <laughs> like that. I would have gotten in trouble real fast. Um, but uh. Actually, it's funny you say that. Now, now that I think about it, I didn't really get in any kind of like serious trouble during high school. And then right after I graduated, I got arrested for stealing something. Oh, my God. So, so it was like right, <laughs> like right at the end of, of high school. Yeah. Um, but uh, so you like what are some of the other bands you're listening to at this time? I mean, like you eventually get to hardcore. So are you listening to hardcore yeah. at this point or at- okay? Yes. So at this point, I'm dabbling. At this point, I'm like, like, I would say top bands at this time were definitely stick to your guns. Um, Have Heart became very influential towards like my junior, senior year of high school. Oh, yeah. Cause like, um, what, like, that's like, oh, oh, nine, they break up. But like, mm-hmm. you're, it's like, you're right there. Yeah. 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 Um, I unfortunately didn't hear about them until like right as they broke up. It was like, I think I heard about them because they broke up. And then I was like, mm-hmm. what is this? You know? Um, and then let's see. Senior year started dabbling with running out, I think, if I remember that correctly. Was that? Yeah. They don't have, let's see, senior year. You would have been. So you're senior 2011. Okay, so so Walter's already singing for them. Yeah. Uh, what year did Street the, Pro the, come out? The reason I the reason I say I'm pretty sure Walter's already singing for them is that mm-hmm. my old band's second show was with Riding Out, mm-hmm. and I had seen Riding Out, before, and that was 2000. That was 2010. Okay. So and I had seen Riding Out before, and I remember being confused because I was like, I don't think that's the same singer. Okay. And I think Street Pro, I think... I think he won in 2011. 11's a good year. Yeah. 11 had a lot of records that I thought were really, really cool. Like, Or at least, even if it didn't come out in 11, it was like stuff that maybe came out the year prior that was just like kind of like hot in 11 or whatever. So like, mm-hmm. that's a good time to get into stuff, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. And writing out is big at that. Like, or, or they're starting to become like really big down there too. Mm-hmm. 
And I, let's see, I definitely went to Warp Tour, but I did this mm-hmm. thing where like, cause like, I didn't, I didn't like have money. I didn't have a job like save. Like my parents were like, you know, like, uh, I would say they were like middle class. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, like I think Warp Tour tickets were maybe like 60 bucks and they were like, I'm not going to give you 60 bucks to go to, like, I also couldn't tell them that like, you know, like it was just a festival with like a bunch of different bands, you know? Um, so, um, I did this, like, let's see for two years, I was like a part of like the Warp Tour recycling crew where you like got to go into Warp Tour for free. If you like picked up recycling around the, so smart. The I would have never thought to do that. I guess I'm just not going. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had a, I, I tried to, you know, had to finesse my way in a, in a sing, yeah, single live shows. Um, and then, uh, uh, so yeah, did that, got into more bands from seeing people at Warped Tour. Um, let's see, one of the years I remember seeing Andrew WK. I love and, Andrew WK. And I remember seeing that and being like, this is nuts. Like, like junior, senior year of high school was when I really started being like, I, I think I really like this. Like, I like this energy here, you know, because I was also like, like, I'm a very outwardly optimistic, very happy person, as yes, most are. people know me, but I do have a lot of like, anger as well. I just, I, I, I find different outlets. I think I manage my anger in a healthy way for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to see people just go nuts, like... And, and, and like sound angry is what is, and still continues to be the most appealing part to me about hardcore, like having the space to be angry. And I think that's so cool. And just also just like act out and just be like, you know, like crazy and, and do, you know, like do just some like crazy shit that like, I guess isn't necessarily normal. I don't know. Like, I mean, would I mean like, because, because this is what it is for me. And so I'm just going to ask you, mm-hmm. Do you think that like a lot, like a lot of kind of like you're leaning into like things that have a kind of like an angry nature to them? Do you think that comes from feeling sort of like uh, stifled isn't really the right word, but like sort of frustrated with your like your home situation when you were like in high school or when you were younger or whatever? I know that's where mine comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like it was like like I wasn't allowed to express any sort of disdain at home. You know, like I like, you know, I have my when my dad retired from the military, he had been in it for 22 years. And so it was like, you know, like everyone and he 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 retired as like a gunny sergeant. Like he he was not really working for people like if people couldn't disagree with him. And that's that was brought home. So so it was like any, you know, like I couldn't really say what was on my mind at home. I couldn't um, necessarily show like, like any sort of negativity towards like any decisions that were made. Um, And it was very much like if things didn't go the way that he wanted them to, then it was just like, you know, then it wasn't going any way at all. Um, Man, it sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Like, it's uh, it's a, similar similar scenario yeah like uh, uh, yeah oh go ahead go ahead no as i said my dad wasn't military but his dad was Mm, and mm -hmm. a lot of the things you're saying that are like you weren't allowed to express like uh 
there was no dissenting from what his decisions were. And there was, it was kind of like sort of like a, his way or the highway. Like you didn't question anything. It was just mm-hmm. a lot of like, yes, sir. And then just doing it. So, so I, that, that's the reason I wanted to ask, like, I wanted to ask kind of like why you were, cause you are very like, you're a very like, you know, like, like positive, good vibe person, but you kind of like leaning into this. I was like, I was curious. I was like, I wonder, I wonder if it, it's because of this frustration of like not being seen or not being able to express yourself in your own home um, whatever. Yeah. That's, that's all I was saying. That's pretty much on the nose. Yeah. That, that's a, you know, that's what no, draws me it. to it. A space where I, I'm a, I'm allowed to be what I couldn't be growing up, you know? Um, so, so you see Andrew WK at Warped Tour. Yes. And that, that was getting kind of like, you, you something with that clicked something with yeah. something it, it was just kind of like a i need to dive a little deeper into what what this scene is all about because there's like the metalcore scene you know but i never like dyed my hair a million different colors or wear like a bunch of neon like or like um the sexism was always kind of weird to me you know <laughs> yeah, especially in that world because like you if i guess like at the time like stuff like a mirror would have been big. Yes. A mirror in, in the Acacia strain. were also yeah. big during the time. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember Acacia like, being big too. And, like, that wasn't my world. But they were big enough to where, like, I even – I knew that. I knew that was, like, big, like, that was, like, the big stuff, like, over there. Because there would be kids that would come to, like, hardcore and metalcore shows. So it would be, like, a lot of crossover. And, like, that's what they were listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, it was, like, the joke with, like or, – or I remember – uh, there was this man, Kill Whitney Dead, that somebody like read the, the lyrics to me one, like one time, and I was like, I was like, damn, I was like, this guy really hates whatever girl he's talking about, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know? And uh, so, so I get at being probably like, being a woman and being like, uh, I don't know if this is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but I mean, like, there was definitely like, it, it, I was very passive about it, like when I was younger too. You know, I was still like, I like definitely wanted to be like one of the boys when I was younger. Um, and it, I, it wasn't until I was like maybe 23 where I was just like, why the fuck am I <laughs> striving for that? Um, but you know, like before it was like, I wanted to like, maybe it was, maybe it was just like, yeah, I just want to fit into this. And I was never a super like feminine girl anyway in my youth you know so it was just like like i was used to wearing like snapbacks and just jeans and a t-shirt and um and so so you know like it was that's yeah i just kind of was a little weirded out from time very passive about it though never really changed it because i was still what my friends were listening to you know and then like i also got super involved in pop punk too so that was like another thing um but then yeah it wasn't 2011 was where I really was like, I like, I think I'm going to stick with this, this side of things because this is way more appealing than, than the other metalcore stuff that I was listening to. It kind of resonated with me more. Um, so, and it's more I, of an authentic feel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially cause that's, that's also the time I super got into like have heart, um, started listening to mindset um, mm. which is also a band I really love. So amazing band. Yeah. And usually I, I think 
go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say that's a man that like, like made me. Okay. So like, like at the beginning I said that I was like, so taken aback by there that there was a, a Hemet straight edge scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I only know of the people that I knew that were straight edge and Hemet when I went to high school, there's only, I think three of us left. And it's like me, one other person I, I, I'm not chill with anymore. And then like one of my other friends. Um, and, and like growing up too, it was just like straight edge wasn't in my, in, in Hemet straight edge was not a thing, like not the thing um, to be. Not that they yeah, I, I imagine <laughs> a small location like that, sure. Or yeah. Not a, like not as on the map location. Mm-hmm. So, and and it was like everyone like I think, I think if you Google like meth capital of like the United States, like Hemet's in the top ten. <laughs> so, okay. You know, like people were people were you know dabbling in drugs and alcohol and stuff, and even in high school, I remember my friends were drinking wine coolers and. Um, for the first time and I had smelled it and I was like, I'm not putting this in my body. This smells like shit straight up. Like it's, <laughs> I can't do it. Um, but also just never appealed to me. Um, but, and I had known what straight edge was, but I also just felt like I'm not going to label myself that right now. I don't know. Maybe it was partly because I was just like, I don't want to, I don't want to like commit to something that I'm not sure that I want to be. Um, I mean, I wish more but, people, I wish more people okay. did that <laughs> I wish people thought about it a little more. Cause I, cause I feel like in some cases people commit to that cause they want to be like, kind of like accepted by like a group or something or but certain people, but like people that are really critically thinking, it's like, albeit I might identify with this. Like, am I really like, am I really like committing myself to a culture that is like, you know what this is? Mm-hmm. So I, 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 it, I get why you would have looked at it like that. And then like, do I really want to give myself this label? Am I, you know, am I really like stamping my feet down about this? Yeah. So, and it, and it wasn't until, um, I graduated high school and then moved out. I had moved down to San Diego, um, which is where I kind of started being more like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. I think I am straight edge. I think I want to be straight edge. Like, I think that that's a commitment that I want to, I want to take. I don't know. I, I viewed it. I still view it as a commitment. I don't view it as just like a, a label, so you know, I'm, I am right there with you. Um, and and like, was it was it like was it like half heart mindset that got got you into this or? Oh man! Something? So I think the year is 2013. Okay, <laughs> I'm at the Shake Cafe. Um, mindset, the yes, the venue in um, yep. San Diego, California. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe mindset comes through with Defeater. If- uh, yeah, are they? I didn't, know, I didn't know they toured together, but that that's, an, that's interesting if they did. And maybe it was Dead Swans. I think either it was or. something with the I D. Didn't, I, don't know. <laughs> I didn't know that they. I didn't know that they did that either. Or that, yeah. that's, that's very interesting. So so, but regardless, mindset comes down, and I remember Evan just like whatever speech Evan gave that night was just like this is it. That, that like solidified it for me. That was like, I have never felt more comfortable in a room being like being straight edge and like, than I do in this moment. And, and so, yeah, that's a solidified it for me that, that like when I graduated high school, I started saying I was straight edge, but that was like a very like 
emotionally deep moment for me, which is then why I started like very closely following that band and like loving the band the way that I do. And then I ended up flying out to their last show. And I, I remember seeing you there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was, that was a big band for me in my, in my twenties. They were, I mean, like I've talked about on here before when I saw them for the first time in like 2009, also not a lot of bands were doing like that style at the time either. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing them and I, I love the classics of kind of like the youth crew genre at the time. And I remember seeing them being like, this band is everything I want to hear right now. Like from what like Evan was saying, cause I was about to say, as you're talking about like him, he was, he was like big on the speeches and I, I think for, and for the most part, like I always like really enjoyed, um, you know, like anything that he had to say and because uh, there was a lot of a passion behind it and, and like also seeing that band was like such an event because every member of that band when they would play would be going off 120%. It mm-hmm. wasn't just like one dude or a couple. It was every single person. Um, would just be going so hard and um like yeah like and, and like there's so there's so much like kind of like you talk about like, like seeing the like andrew wk or something there was a lot of like aggression but they were a very positive band mm-hmm. it wasn't like you know like they weren't like like kind of like a it wasn't like a visceral aggression it was, it was a very like empowering like like anger in a way yeah um was very like I'm mad about these things, and here's what I'm gonna do about it. Like that was kind of like, and uh, and they're hugely, hugely influential on me, and um, inspired me to like do so much. And 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 it's right. I, I remember seeing you around a lot of things that they would play. Um, I can't remember them all, but I definitely remember the last show one. But uh, yeah, Killer Band. I'm curious who they were on tour with. But so, so you you moved to San Diego. What year? Um, the end of 2011. Yeah, or no, the summer of 2011. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So was it for school? Uh, yeah. So I um I just went I went to community college out there. Uh, okay. my I didn't want to stay in Hemet. My parents also knew that there wasn't a lot of opportunity in Hemet by that time. Um, cause yeah, when they, when they had first gotten there, they were, they thought it was like going to be a prominent up and coming community, but it did not end up being so as the reputation stands with him at today. <laughs> um, so yeah, they were just like, no, if you, we don't, if you can find a school to go to and, you know, like go somewhere, then, you know, if you're going to school, we'll financially help you as long as you're not, you know, like fucking around and doing all that, like. You know, if you're like focused on school, um, then you can do that. And I also like I saw um, how like financially they were struggling, like with my brother for going to college. And I was kind of like, I don't I don't think I need to do that right now. I also don't even know what I really want to do, you know, so I think more people need to do that. I think more people need to because I feel like a lot of people are like, ah, I'm doing high school. I have to jump into college right now mm-hmm. like or you, you know and everything and it's like hey it's like i think what you do is smart because it's like you didn't just take a complete break you know it's like you like you like went to community college like probably like got some credits or whatever and sort of like gave yourself kind of some time to kind of figure 
like things out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a challenge. Like uh, I I feel like a lot of the pressure that comes from going to a four-year college straight out of high school is like family. And Mm -hmm. I definitely did have that, Um, you know, but it was like that, that was definitely, that, that was a battle, but it was a battle that I had won. So, (laughs) you know, like it was just like, I'm not, I am not going to a four-year university to waste money on, and my time on oh, yeah. my career I I think I want at 18 years old. Um, I wanted to go into biochem. Who the, what yeah. the fucking 18-year-old decides adamantly that they want to go into biochem? Like, I don't know. No. <laughs> no. You're, an ex- you're an exceptional person. I don't know. <laughs> like, Because I know I wasn't thinking that. Yeah. Well, like, that's, that's what What'd I thought you would do be with cool. It? I wanted to be a doctor or something. I don't even know. Like, I don't know. I just remember being an AP biology and liking it, but I took the course intentionally knowing I was not going to take the AP exam because I didn't want the college credit for it. I took that class for fun. How fucking disgusting nerdy is that? Yeah, you're a fucking (laughs) psycho. God damn all right (laughs) decided i fucking hated it Mm. like fun in high school you know i also had a really good teacher um which i think makes and breaks the subject completely well for Um, a lot of subjects sure yep yep um decided i fucking hated it was not worth breaking down every night over the periodic table like no fucking way you will not (laughs) catch me crying again over magnesium like no way (laughs) so you know and 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 then um you know i i was taking my gen ed classes and um there's this professor at um san diego city college her name is sarah pitcher and she taught me sociology 101 and um, all of the freshmen were kind of in like the same general corner. Um, it was very noticeable. And she just came over to us and she just looked us all in the eye and she was like, I'm going to fuck with your universe. <laughs> I, was, I fell in love. I was just like, this rocks already. You know, first, first semester out of high school, my teacher saying the F word, count me in. <laughs> Oh, this is, I'm not used to it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then she was also like, call me Sarah. Don't call me Miss Pitcher. It was just a whole, I, it was so untraditional, but traditional for college. Um, but that's when I, I fell in love with sociology. And I had realized that a lot of the, the things that I was passionate about in, in high school could be turned into a major. So. I see. What? Yeah. Okay, so now now I'm curious. Mm-hmm. What took you to San Diego specifically? Because it, it's like I'm sure you could have gone to community college anywhere. Mm-hmm. What what ended up like? Why 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 San Diego? Why did you end up going there? Um, the music scene actually throughout high uh, school, we would go to shows in San Diego. Um, is that closer to Hemet? Uh, I think we're in the middle of LA in San Diego. Um, okay. one's just southwest, and then one's just west. Um, but San Diego also just like was way prettier, had the beach. I love the beach. Um, you know, it was just like, like, I don't fucking like LA traffic. I don't like, like I wanted to get out of the heat. No, no one does. You're psychopath if you do. So, you know, and it was like, like that's, that's why I chose San Diego. Also because I aspired to go to San Diego state university 
Um, mm. But then, but then, yeah. So like the music scene for sure drove me out there. And then later um, I ended up getting involved with the Che Cafe for a little bit. Oh, cool. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Actually, right before my first United Blood, um, we had occupied the Che Cafe because it had, um, it had gotten an eviction notice uh, because it was going to get demoed. And, um, damn, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is, and so, um, you know, there was like a bunch of people organizing for that. And, um, and then, yeah, like I had stayed up for a full 24 hours with the Che. And then I actually fell asleep in my car, I think for 15 minutes, um, got a parking ticket in those 15 minutes. So straight up, first of all, fuck the person that gave me a parking ticket sleeping in the front While of my car. In the car. <laughs> Jesus. Um, God. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, like later that day I went to United Blood. What so, year was that? That was true. Choose. Was that 2013? Or was that 14? Do you remember who played the UB? Uh, did Mindset play that United Blood? Mindset played. Ooh, man, this is tough. Um, Mindset played. I want to say thirteen. Okay. Um, I'm trying. Thirteen was. Ooh, no. Oh man, this is tough. Mindset. I because I remember the flyer for thirteen. Um. I have to. I'm. I'm gonna have to. Like. Like. I don't want to. Like. Spend time looking it up. But I remember mindset played one time to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. It would have been a year at Canal Club. Thirteen was the year that DTN and Trapped Under Ice were the headliners. Okay. Do you remember? I. I think it was that one. I think that okay. was the first year I saw Down to Nothing. And, okay. Because I, I don't think DTN played the year after. I don't think DTN played the year after. Because the year after was Hate Breed year. Okay. Um, uh, hey, sick of it all. So, and I don't think they played that one because so, they, yeah, because they came back in 15. So this would have been 13. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, okay. So 13 there. All right. So, all right. So you, you talked about how you would you know, like, go to San Diego for shows and stuff and just like what you were like, liking the music scene there. What, like, who do you remember seeing at the time? Like, who do you remember? Like, like being like, Hey, I, I want to go and be around this man. I'm assuming take offense. Yes, Take Offense is a big one. Um, let's see, who else was San Diego? Uh, I remember Malfunction's not from there, but I do remember seeing Malfunction. Um, God, they, they, they were touring like a lot, yeah, like around yeah. like that time period too. Yeah, um, Foundation had played with through with such gold once. Um, Interest, interesting lineup. Mm-hmm, yeah, and I bet that did well. Who else? Let's see, were you all at Che Cafe? Uh, no. Some so another another prominent venue there was Soma. I've heard the name, but I've never. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of, that was kind of like, uh, like a like a rival location. Yes. So so yeah. Soma Soma had like a huge room. Like mm-hmm. that was like where like really big shows were happening. And then they had like a small little side room and the small little side room is where I saw like, that was like for way more intimate shows. So that's where I saw the terror show um, sure. with the stick with stick to your guns. Um, I was going to ask where that was. Yeah. 
Yeah, but let's see. Who else is going down there? Oh, the story so far, not hardcore, but I guess adjacent, kind of. Adjacent. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah. Um, like, they were playing a lot. Keep hardcore listening to them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were coming down a lot um, around that time as well. Um, let's see. Because there was another venue in Escondido called the Metaphor Cafe, and there were some shows being held there until it closed down. And then there was the Epicenter, where there were other shows being held as well. Um, trying to think, Cruel Hand came through once. Oh, they were a they few were times. doing a lot. They were doing a mm-hmm. lot at that time too. Mm-hmm. Their, sh- their shows used to be really, really good, at, mm-hmm. at least here around like Prying Eyes and then Lock and Key. They, yeah. they had banging, banging shows. Yep, yep. So, so I'm trying to think of what other. So it was a lot of like a lot of the tour, like, like a lot of like of it's like a lot of the touring acts are coming through, but the, the shows are really good. Yeah, yeah. At the time, like yeah, they really were. Now it's unfortunate because I feel like San Diego is very hit or miss. I mean, but, yeah. Last time I played there was not great. Mm-hmm. But the time I played there before that was oh was like okay, and, and, and now these, these were like five years apart from one another, maybe four. But uh, one was like a beautiful one's misery show, and like that was like pretty chill. Yeah, and then one one was like um, lot with like dead heat, and it was like not that great. Um, but uh, but yeah, because that's what that's what I hear is like it, it's definitely hit or miss now, which is unfortunate because Che Cafe is an awesome venue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hate to see like a place that has a really cool venue and cool and and bands that come out of there that are cool, but the shows not be consistent yeah i think i think the height of of the time that i was there was when misery was like really popping when mm-hmm. survive the vibe came out yeah what year was that that was like uh 15 14 15 14 15 yeah and then yeah the beautiful ones did come around a few times too because arizona mm-hmm. was like kind of right there so so yeah, and that's that's kind of what I was doing. I, I was in both worlds. I was definitely in both worlds. So both pop punk and and hardcore at the time. So yeah, I always associate with you with being in pop punk as well. Yeah. So so in all this time, you're going to stuff, but you're still not playing with anybody, right? Yeah, no, I'm not playing with anyone. That wasn't uh, anything that crossed my mind at all. For me, that was really? just so like, yeah, like I, for one, I had never like. Yeah, I I didn't know how to play an instrument at the time. And I was very, very okay with just like, just going, just attending. And then I was doing my YouTube vlog at the time. So I don't know about about this. (laughs) I just outed myself. Um, So, yeah. So I started a YouTube vlog called Mixed Signals. And I was interviewing um, people that came through. Yeah. And my first oh. interview um, was, oh, was it with, was that my first interview? I think my first interview was with Walter. Is the channel still yeah. up? The channel is still up. Yeah. Oh, um, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm looking at right after this. I the channel. Yeah. So I was doing like music reviews and just like, very youtube personality so love it 
Yeah, I was like talking about the shows that I went to. Um, that was when Aladdin Juniors was really big. And oh like, yeah, mm-hmm. I never had to go to Aladdin. I, I was I I played there when it was PBW. Okay. But I oh didn't, yeah. I, you know, so same room, same but thing, I yeah. didn't go to Aladdin. Yeah. Um. So yeah, mm, I was doing. Right. That's the, I was busy with that, and I was fine with that. You know, like cool. that was my contribution. You know, because everyone was always talking about like, you know, like do something, make a zine, do this, do that. And at the time I just loved making like little travel videos for myself. And so then I was like, I'm just going to do band interviews. And also what inspired me also was um, run for cover was doing interviews with bands at the time. And really, yes. Um, and I still, I still think they do. They um, it's, they had a certain name for it. But I can't remember what they called it. But but I think that's also when there were like other like record labels were doing stuff as well. And so that's why I was kind of like, oh, people are kind of in the YouTube game. I think I want to do that too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, like, when did you stop doing that? I stopped doing that. I think 2015, 2014 is actually when I stopped doing that. Yeah. So why, like, any reason or? Um, I, let's see, what was the reason? I had broken up with a longtime boyfriend at that time mm-hmm. and just needed a change. So, and so then it was, then I had kind of like, I was, I didn't have like a permanent place to live after that. Oh. I just kind of upped and left. Um, you up and left San Diego. In 15. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, lived back with my parents for a little bit, lived in LA for a little bit. And then by the fall, I moved to Santa Barbara. Were you going so, to school in this time period or were you no. just kind of, what were you doing? Um, during that time, let's see, I, I, my last semester of school that year was the spring of 2015 or I guess the winter whatever you want to call it just earlier January to like March sure but it was fucking terrible (laughs) not a good semester for school um and then and then yeah the summer I just spent at my parents house with a friend at the time and then um we went to LA um crashed with a few friends out there and then and then, you know, went back and forth from my parents' house to other friends and then um, started hanging out with people from Santa Barbara a little bit more. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then eventually it was just kind of like, oh, well, you should just go to school out here. They have a really good community college and relationship with the UC and stuff like that. Because I was thinking about, like, kind of picking up school once I, like, kind of got my shit together. Um, settled, sure. Yeah. And so then that's when I decided to move to Santa Barbara. So you moved to Santa Barbara in 15 or 16? 15. End of 15. Mm -hmm. I love Santa Barbara. Some of the first people I met in California were from Santa Barbara. And uh, at the time, it was like I – something about the energy of them. Like I was like – I was like, oh, like I feel like I'm just hanging out with different versions of people from where I'm from. Like um, like even to this day, if I – like I still see like Austin Lopez like all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But – just like there was like a lot like like uh for a kind of like my there's a lot of like there was like a lot of straight edge people there and stuff um and uh just like yeah just like 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 the energy of the place 
um, when I would like go out there. But uh, so big fan. Um, so you you're you're there, and you end up going to school. And like, are you going to school for sociology at that point? Yes. Or okay, mm-hmm. so you decided like I'm I'm doing this. Yeah. And what school was that? Um, Santa Barbara City College. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So you're going to Santa Barbara City College, going for sociology. What else is going on? Like you're doing school. Like what's kind of going on? And you're not doing uh, the YouTube channel anymore. No. You totally relocated. Yes. Um. What is going on at the time? Honestly, just just trying to get my shit together, man. Like. I was, like, seeing the counselor at school a lot to try to see what academically I could do because, like, I had really fucked up with school, you know? And college credits follow you everywhere, which is also fucked up, but, (laughs) you know, trying to get that process going. Um, I was working two jobs at the time. I was crashing with um, my friend Dallin out there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Dallin and I have never met, but I know who he is because so many mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mutual friends with him. Yeah. Where, where were you working? Like, yeah, it's like where, like, like, where are you working kind of like in all these time periods? So, all my life, my working life, I've worked in restaurants. So, okay. um, just as a server. So, I was working. Um, well, I worked at a coffee shop out there. I started getting coffee shop experience, um, actually, in LA. I got coffee shop experience as a barista and then I went and got a job in Santa Barbara at a coffee shop over there that a bunch of our friends are working at. And then, um, I was working at like this fine dining restaurant. Um, I was used to working at Chili's. I had never worked at, <laughs> I had never worked at a fine dining restaurant. Um, but I had a friend who worked there and, um, and the manager and the owner were like super sick. And she was like, I, she was like, yeah, I'll teach you everything you need to know about fine dining. Like it's, you, you know, it's not, it's hard, but it's not like, like you can learn it, you know? Um, so I did that and, um, worked that, worked at the coffee shop and then, yeah, kind of did that for like a while actually. And then I ended up getting a job at the, um, Ritz Carlton out there later, just being a banquet server. So cool. Yeah. Okay. Just I was, was curious. Job. I was kind of like, what, like, what were we doing in here? Mm-hmm. All right. So, so you're doing that, you're going to school, it's working, chilling. You're going to shows, I'm assuming in SB at the time. In SB and in LA were mostly okay. what I was doing. So they're about an hour apart from one another. Yeah. Yeah. Like LA, LA shows weren't, I mean, like you, if you didn't leave, like, before three o'clock to go to a show in LA, like you were just going to be fucked in two hour traffic. Like it was just ridiculous. Um, but, but like there were some shows happening in Santa Barbara at the time and that was kind of cool. Um, but like, that's also when like down presser was super active. Minus was super active. Um, who else was there? Let's see. Uh, forced order was super active. Yep. That's below the seven inch. Yes, absolutely. yeah. Like, like, I, like the rest of their material isn't bad by any means. I really, really like the people that are in that band. I, but I think that they nailed what they, it was almost like they, they almost to their detriment. They nailed what they were trying to do so well on that seven inch that I don't mm-hmm. think anything could really follow that up. Mm-hmm. Like, I, mm-hmm. I love that record. I need yeah. to revisit that honestly. Yeah, that's that's. That yeah, that that records that made me fall, fall in love with that Ooh. band. That band was Ooh. wow. Um, well, yeah. Let's see what else is going on at the time. Um, let's see, 
you know, just hanging out, really just hanging out with people. I was like in a really dark time right before I had moved there. And mm-hmm. so meeting all of those people was like very refreshing, you know, and like you said, it was like meeting versions of Richmond people, like mm-hmm. same energy, just different ge- different places geographically. Stay, and stay, like, stay, stay, place. yeah, sure. yeah. And, and that it was like such a breath of fresh air of energy, you know, and like, like just trying to just go out all the time and just, just have fun and play Uno. So, you know, <laughs> nice. Uno was big. Uno was a big, it game. was big at the time. That was big. I remember that being big. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember there's a lot of high stakes, Uno going on at, yeah. at, at the time. I'm um, trying to remember some of the ones that were played that I, either I lost on or other people lost on. Dude, there's, I go, go ahead. I want to hear lost an Uno where I had to mosh to a street band <laughs> for, fi- for five whole minutes. I could not stop. And it was Yo. in Santa Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and oh, there was like, no. there was like a grip of us. And, <laughs> And then, yeah, there was just this band on State Street, which is like the main street in Santa Barbara, that was just always playing music. And I just had to walk in front. And then uh, I remember Vitalo looking at me and just saying, like, all right, we're going to start the time. Was he, was he living out there already? Yeah, he was living out there already. <laughs> yeah, out there for yeah. a minute. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it was, hey, so you did it for five whole so minutes? I did it for five whole timed minutes, dude. That dude. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Damn. Oh, okay. God. And so you, have that, to, oh, you have to do God. it. You have to do no. it. You can't even shoo it in. Like, you have to go with all of your might. Like, there's yeah, no shooting no. in the lake. Yeah. No. Like, so... For those that don't know, because I, I don't think this game is played as much in kind of like the grand scheme of things in, in, in modern hardcore, but Very this true. is a game called Ultimate Uno, where uh, you play the card game Uno, and whoever you know, as as you know, like like there's like the first person that like gets rid of all their cards, you know, whatever. So the the ultimate loser, the last person to get rid of all their cards, uh, has to do a stake established at the beginning of the game. Which in this case was you have to mosh to a street band for whole for five whole minutes. Uh, I've seen such stakes as I've lost such stakes as running around like a block naked, uh, tackling a random person in the street. <laughs> okay, here's a story. On, here's a story on that one. Oh, I didn't do a good job because I felt kind of bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm a big dude, so I could definitely tackle a person adequately. <laughs> like, but um, <laughs> God, dude. so this one I lost, and I was at um, this uh, I was at this house with, like like a bunch of friends, and there is uh, this place Carytown here in Richmond, and it was like a bunch of like shops and stuff. It's on Carry Street, and um, so. And I guess, like, at the time, I didn't think about it, like, when I lost, but I'm like, God, oh, damn it. Okay, I just got to go find a random person and tackle them, you know, whatever. And so I'm, like, walking down the street. But the thing is, I guess there was a lot of people over at the house. So I am one block up. And then there's straight up, like, 30 people, 
like like single file a block behind me. So it looks incredibly conspicuous that there's just a ton of people all being very quiet. They're all being very they're almost like silent because they are waiting for me to like pick some person to tackle. And I see this guy and I'm like, oh, I guess this is the guy. <laughs> And I didn't put my all into it at all because I, <laughs> I ran up to tackle this dude. I didn't even knock him over, but I knocked all the stuff in his hands out of his hands. And I just yelled, I'm sorry, like, and like ran off. So I didn't even like do a great job at this. Um, and uh, <laughs> like the dude apparently looked at all the people across because I ran after I like didn't successfully tackle him. The dude apparently looked at all the people across the street and he was like, what the fuck was that guy's deal? And they were all like pretending like they didn't know. They were like, oh, we don't know. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how this game was played. I knew somebody that had to bring, <laughs> had to carry a log with them for 24 hours, like a, like a piece of wood. And they had a doctor's appointment the next day. So they had to bring it in with them to the doctor's appointment. Oh and uh, had like pictures of them with like, the doctor <laughs> and the lock. Uh, it's a good game. So if you're listening to this and you want to have a good time uh, with your friends in quarantine, go ahead and and do this. Yeah, um, I actually but, the uh, most yeah. horrifying one I've heard of was <laughs> everyone peed in a um, in a squirt gun and the loser got shot at. With oh, the squirt gun, which I is foul, one. but oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I would have just opted out. I don't like pee. Um, and uh, I've seen one where somebody had, uh, I think a hernet got his face thrown up on. <gasps> oh, yeah, God. yeah. I think, I think Nate, I think Nate, uh, Blauvelt, I think he threw up on hernet's face. Oh, my I, I could have, don't quote me on that, but I'm, I'm like. 80% sure that was the one. Yeah, that's uh that's rough. But, um uh yeah, good good game. Great Play game. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, you're so you're there. You're I'm chilling. there. I'm playing Uno, I'm playing Wolves. Oh, good game. Great, Great game. game. Uh, so, I've played that with the the house I'm at right now. The place I'm recording okay. this. So my my man Dewey's place. I played Wolves with Dewey nice. before. It's can't wait to play to play it again. Honestly, miss, miss games. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's what I was doing in Santa Barbara, just um, trying to do that. Uh, it wasn't until t- earlier 2016, actually, is when um, Alec, who is the guitarist of Initiate, had tweeted um, that he missed playing in a band. Who, and- who did he play with before? He played, uh, he's from Sacramento. Okay. To be honest, I don't remember his band name at the moment, but um, did play in a couple Sacramento bands um, throughout his youth. Um, And then he moved to LA for school. Um, And I had met him at a show, I think. (laughs) He's going to kill me if he hears this because I always forget where I meet him. (laughs) And he's told me so many times. He rem- so he yeah. remembers and you he don't. He remembers. I'm the fucking asshole. I don't mm, remember. Wow. I think gotcha. I keep thinking I met him in San Diego at Che Fest, mm-hmm. which is I forgot that 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 was a thing in San Diego. There was Che Fest, and that happened 
for one year, I think. Maybe two. I think the first year. Um, Let's see. Take Offense for sure played. Um, Yeah, I'm going to have to look up that lineup. That was a... I remember that fest actually being really cool. Malfunction did play Beware played. Oh, so. I was I was definitely a fan. I li- I like them. I th- I think I think uh unpopular opinion I like I hold them higher. I I I think I'd rather see them than Mother of Mercy when it comes to Bob Wilson band. Yeah. My favorite my favorite Bob band is Let Down though. Okay. Um, yeah, love love let down I, and what's funny is i didn't really get to see them. i don't really get to see them when they were a band but they did a reunion at a at the alone in a crowd reunion they played um that was cool but uh, yeah i remember i remember when beware was popping oh i kind of i kind of oh are you looking it up right now yeah yeah, yeah. oh okay, here we go in fast played really yeah do you remember seeing them uh let me i don't know if I went to this one, I love it. No, I had to have gone. Suspect played. Oh yeah, they were React man. Okay, I remember. Yeah. I remember when they got released. Why can't I? I'm finding this flyer from 2004, but yeah, I. I'm curious now as to. I'm wondering if I went to this because I don't, I don't remember, but what, I also have a very, bit, no, not 2004, 2013. Okay. 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 Uh, I had to have gone to this. I just don't remember it. I also have a very bad memory though, when it comes Yo, to mine's, mine's not great either. Like, I mean, like show, shows I'm actually pretty good, but like you're the rest of everything else. <laughs> I'm actually terrible with remembering who played, um, who played what show, but Oh, here we go. Uh, Infest, Born Against, Rorschach. Okay. Oh, okay. This makes, uh, this makes sense. Crossed Out, Heroin. So, oh, Crossed Out played. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. That would have been, been interesting. Uh, yeah, I would have. I would have liked definitely Infest and Crossed Out. I, I would have been. I would like to see. I've never really been. I'm not that initiated with Rorschach, and like I, I like know about Born Against. So like a lot of that stuff, like I. I don't know that well. It's just like names I've always seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rorschach played here once in the past 20 years that I like considered going. I can't remember. What, I think there wasn't enough one. I, I think I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I've only heard of that pin. Um, <laughs> but if, if somebody, if I'm really screwing up by all means, please at me and, and tell me that I need to go listen to Rorschach right now. If I'm not missing out on anything, <laughs> please tell me I'm not missing out on anything. Um, <laughs> But, uh, so you, you know, you're doing school, doing the sociology thing, you're hanging out, playing games, showing people, you know, like what was, what was next? Like, this is 16. Yeah, this is 2016. So yeah, that's when Alec tweeted. Um, yeah, I miss playing, I miss playing in a band. And then I had messaged him and I was like, you know, I was joking. I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, it was not a serious thought. Like, I can tell you it was genuinely not a serious thought. I was totally fine, you know, rocking out in my room with a hairbrush. And that was fine for me. <laughs> like, like, that was fine, you know. Um, 
but uh but then he was like no seriously like that would be sick and then i was like but but nah <laughs> you know like and then i was no, like well i'm playing yeah yeah no it's a it's fine um and then and then you know we like talked about it a little bit more and um and then we went and grabbed lunch and and i was very much like yeah i'm down to i've been meaning to to learn how to play guitar or their drums anyway like i could definitely pick up one of those you know and mm-hmm. he was like why you should definitely like sing in it and i was like mm mm <laughs> mm you wow you being yeah. a wild right <laughs> mm, so really. wild like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> like- um but but then yeah he convinced me and i love him for it you know like alec is one of my best friends um and 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 like i'm very very happy he convinced me to do it it's it was never something i saw myself creatively doing but it was something that i personally feel now i creatively needed um good i had I never mean, used that yeah go ahead no i mean it, it's good that like it was like you discovered something that like you otherwise wouldn't have done mhm yeah it that like, like that you creatively needed you know, like yeah like, you said. like i had done it like yeah i had always done like performing arts in the past you know like i I did genuinely like doing that but but never in like the hardcore realm i never saw myself like that um like yeah i i don't know how he did it but shout out to alec (laughs) oh yeah so so you guys he like you know like he like is he the one writing all the music or like how did how did like how did it start how did initiate really begin um yeah after you guys met we started talking a bit more um, about what we wanted it to sound like, and um, and and I told him like if like well he was like what do you want out of this like band right and it was like if I could have anything come out of this I want to give people the reaction that mindset gave me, you know, like that's right. like if I'm going to do this I want to take it like at least a bit seriously like we had never thought like it was never like yeah we want to get rich and famous you know like it was like yeah like if if i'm gonna put this much time into it and like me writing is so hard (laughs) that's straight up like a process for me it takes me so long to write lyrics um because i also get very insecure writing i'm a lot more secure now which is really cool but definitely starting out i was very insecure about the whole thing i was very like I don't know how I'm going to sound and looking back at it now, like if you listen to our demo and our newest release, it's like I went through puberty in between. <laughs> like, definitely. It a is such definitely a significant a change. change. Um, but so yeah, like he, he did a lot of the riff writing. He did have a lot. I would say almost all like the, the writing for, for that. And we only had four people in the band at the time. And then Austin um, came on, which was like amazing. I love Austin so much. Great, um, great dude. Happy <laughs> recent birthday, Austin. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and, and then, yeah. And then we had um, Brandon um, Van Buskirk in the band at the time. And, oh, and then, really? I didn't know he did. was in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And so, so yeah, then, then the demo came out and, um, Madison, um, Paradise Records and Fury and so not, no, Suburban Fight, 
Um, shout out to all three of those. Madison is amazing. Um, he, he really liked it and it was putting on that, um, a show with praise and fury. Um, and so then that ended up being our first show. Cause he asked us Wait, what year play. was that? That was 2016, November, 2016. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and then that's how that started. And then that's where, what where, I spent where, 2016. Doing. Where was uh, like where was the first show at? So the first show was at, I believe it was called the Union at the time. It was in LA, mm-hmm. if I remember the venue correctly. But it was kind of sad because we had to play before doors because the the no. venue had like booked something upstairs. So then there was like a hard curfew. And they made us start. So then we ended up playing to just like the people that were there and then like some of our friends, which was actually super sick because I was so nervous, like just unbelievably nervous. And, and so it was nice being able to play to just a room of people I knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a soft opening. Yeah, you know, very so soft opening. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, okay. So what was the, all right, give me this thing. Okay. If you remember, what was the next show where oh you didn't God. play doors? I was going to shit my pants, dude. <laughs> 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 uh, let's see. I think our next show was at program. Um, okay. All right. So it's a little, like a little more intimate. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was either at program or, or it was in a garage. But for the first, almost the first, like, the first year that we played shows, we mainly played very small spaces. And small spaces are better than big spaces. They're amazing. It was scary every time, but ultimately it was, like, really good every time because it was like, I'm so thankful I don't have to do this in front of a giant room of people right now. Oh, I mean. Like the feeling of like of like doing a show where it's like you're in like uh, either like a like a smaller club or like some kind of DIY space that's not giant. You're like kind of face to face with like everybody, like and yeah, you're close to them, whatever. But like something feels a little more f- like familial about it. Mm-hmm. Is much a much different feeling than being on big stage, like you know, a ton of people in the room or whatever. It's like, it's like one, you're like with everybody. The other, it's almost like you feel like you're performing for everybody. And that's a different, that's a different feel. That's literally the perfect way to put it. Could not have said it better. That's, 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 that's definitely what it is. So, so like I was like, it, it, like I still get nervous, but I am very thankful that that's, that was our experience for a while just you know small rooms small spaces and and just you know just familiar faces every single time it made me feel comfortable for something that i was like actually super insecure about like and and that in itself was a process being like allowing myself to be creative and not afraid to be creative you know because our demo is like any other demo is just like trying things out for the first time you know um But then by the time that Before Long came out, which is our LP, which was 
a very abrupt decision of just a fuck it. Yeah. Let's just write an LP. (laughs) Um, Austin's ambitious ass was like, might as well. (laughs) Um, and, uh, was a bit more comfortable there. Um, and, but then with lavender, it was just like, yeah, I, I know how I sound now, you know, like I know how I write, I know how I sound, I know how we sound like also just didn't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there, it, there's a there's a comfortability in not caring in, in mm-hmm. that regard. I mean, like obviously, like you care, you yes. know. But but you're saying it's like, but it but it's like you're like oh like I, I I've done this, mm-hmm. I got this. Yeah. It, when did, did the LP come out? LP came out two thousand eighteen, I think. Okay. 2000... I think, I think time or that makes sense. Yeah. Two. I think it, yeah, sounds right. End of 2017 to 2018, I think is when it came out, but I could be wrong. So I can look it up real quick because <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like I band. don't even know. When did this come out? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like sometime it came out. Just some year. 2018. All right. Okay. I was, <laughs> so are you guys just kind of playing West Coast at the time or have you guys started touring at that point? Yeah, we were playing the West Coast. Um, and then we did our first West Coast tour with Dead Heat. Um, Rockin'. And then, Fuck and yeah. that was fun. That was both of our first Hell tours yeah. together. Really? It was, yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. When was that? That was 2017. Okay, so like, where right about? Right about there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, let's see. Yeah. And then after that, I think the end of 2017, did we go anywhere? Actually, I don't think we went anywhere that first year other than played like on the West coast. And then we did that one tour. Um, I think the first time we went to the East coast, was when we played America's Hardcore, which was 2018. So okay, yeah. Uh yep. I remember. I remember y'all being on that flyer. Um, 18. Okay, yeah. So that would have been like what, like a December. Yeah, some, like November, in, in December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I I think he generally has it like r- right there towards the end. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you guys do that first time out. What uh, was that at Hardcore Stadium or was it at Middle East? That was at Hardcore Stadium. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Because generally yeah. it's one of the two spot. You know, like like doesn't mean Cambridge there. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh. So you, was it like a one off or did you do like a string of shows? I think we did a string of shows. We had to have done okay. a string of shows, yeah. I don't. I, we we definitely didn't go out there for one thing. We 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 went out there for a string of shows, yeah. We I think we okay. went. I think we left like the day after Thanksgiving or something like that. Like, mm, yep. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's a good. It's a good time to hit the road right then. Yeah, I, I've done. I can't count how many like weekenders or like weeks I've done that are literally like Thanksgiving and then like the next day leaving. Then because you get that Friday off. Mm-hmm. And and like I think I think works. They kind of expect you to like take some time around then if you have it or something. Yeah, and so it's, it's like a perfect, perfect little you know like time period. Um, so you know, like, do you remember like where y'all played? Like, was it like full East Coast? Was it just Northeast? Um, for 
I think it was just northeast. Yeah, no, we hadn't. I, the farthest south we had gone was Georgia. Um, okay, I mean, that's, that's pretty far south. Yeah, um, I think we just hit, like, like the major cities. I'm trying to find the flyer to see, like, exactly when, because, like I said, I'm bad at this. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, actually, I lied. The first time we went to the East Coast was in February of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so and that was everybody, everybody listening to this episode just fact check yeah just, just look it up yeah <laughs> <laughs> i losing my marbles over here so what did you what did what did what were you guys doing in february um in i'm sorry i posted the flyer in february we went in march <laughs> okay so fact it, check everything I, Cause I remember, I remember like, like it's kind of, like, kind of a tough time for show. It's kind of a tough time for shows here every year is right after UB. Mm-hmm. And I remember doing one for y'all Yes, right after, right after UB. Um, historically, like there's usually some tour coming through here about a week after or mm-hmm. like right after. And, uh, and I, and I, I think like a couple, but it's, but it's always like, always like, I'm always like, whenever i do those i'm always like to whatever been on tour i'm like hey like normally it's like a little bit different because everybody's so tuckered out from hardcore here like right after you be for like a couple weeks that like anytime it comes to i'm like it'll be okay like i'll you'll get your money but like it may not be like the biggest show or whatever but i remember mm-hmm. doing that one yeah um because I, I remember i remember saying that. i remember the flyer i remember i had you on the flyer Yes. Sure, I remember this. Mm. So, but okay. yeah, that was that was March, be- last week of March, beginning of April, mm-hmm. and that was yep. Philly, DC, um, Richmond, Brick, and Providence. How okay. did I forget that Brick show? Someone broke a table during our set. That's very at that show. <laughs> it's <a> very Brick. <laughs> yeah, very Brick. And Love I just remember brick. seeing that happen and being like. Why? <laughs> like that's this is shit. cool, but why? <laughs> no, that's that's that, that's an indication of a good set. Yeah, the more things that are broken during your set, that means it's a good set. It so. was surprising. It was very a pleasant surprise. Yeah, so. that's a good game. Good, yeah. a short style right there. Yeah, tables. You don't need to fuck these tables. Yeah, fuck the tables. Uh, fuck them. We 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 eat things off our hands. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um. So okay, all right. This this now because I was like sitting there thinking I was like I know I did a show for Initiate somewhere in there. I was like, but when? But I and I know it was right around UB. But I was like, if she's saying they went there in December, then I don't. Really, how did I do this? But um, okay, this makes sense then. So you come back later in the year and do America's Hardcore. Uh-huh. Got it. Um, all right. So you guys are just kind of like what I'm picking up is you're kind of just playing sort of like me you know, like. Sure, you know, kind of like playing all over, but uh, you're doing school, mm-hmm. living it up, SB lifestyle. Um, God, God, this is only a couple of years ago, and that's when we're, we're almost we're almost backing up to to now. What what was going down for you in 2019? 2019. Let's see, what was I doing? That was when we, uh, yeah, that was when we played with. Let's see, we were writing lavender. During 2019, um, we had two songs off of Lavender already written. 
Um, and we had released one right around the time that we had um, that that Have Heart show got announced and that we are playing on it. Okay. Now this you're going to have to remind me about. The Have Heart show, was it was it like after Sound and Fury had sold out and there was like another one? Or did you guys end up playing one of the ones in the Northeast? Because I was only at one of them. So we played, um, the Have Heart show got announced and then Sound and Fury got announced after. Um, but it got announced that Half Heart was playing Sound and Fury. And so then Sound and Fury ended up selling out. Um, and then after there was a second announcement for another Half Heart show that was at the Belasco, that was the night before Sound and Fury happened. That way. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's, and that was the one y'all, that was the one y'all ended up playing. We ended up playing both actually. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah. I, I knew you played the festival, yeah. but, um, but I, but I, like, I, like that you ended up playing that show. That okay, show, yes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Was it, who else played? Was it y'all two and like one uh, other or two? Rotting out and one step closer and anxious. I remember this flyer now. Okay. Now that I, cause, cause I remember it kind of being in that sort of sound and fury typeface. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I remember this now. All right. So that was last year. Big show, big gig. Yes. How, how was that? How did that go? Dude, I remember, okay, so mind you, I had loved, I had never seen this band. It was already in my head, I was never going to see this band, right? Like, but they were so, like, integral to me getting through, like, my trivial times in high school, and then even carried on after, and then when Free came out too, like, that was just like my shit you know um so like i had never thought that i would ever see half heart that was just like out of the cards that wasn't but but i had always like i had like always watched their live sets on youtube like i was like a fucking nerd for half heart (laughs) um so then like when i got that phone call from pat about it i don't i've never like one, I've never fangirled so hard, but in the sense of like, oh my God, I'm going to like watch Have Heart, you know? But also yeah. like the, like, I felt like, I straight up don't know how to describe it. Like I felt like a wave of like gratitude and humility being asked to play. Like, cause Pat had called me. Mm-hmm. And he had explained to me like what was going on and then why he wanted initiate to play. And that is so, that, like what you just described is so him, the phone, like the fact yeah. that he didn't text you, he yeah. called you. He's a phone call guy. <laughs> yeah. So, so he like the call and then being like, here's what I want to, this is very him. God, here's what I want to do. And here's why. And then him explaining like, that's very, yep. yep. Very him. On on brand for him. So and and it was like like I was like shaking after just from like adrenaline because I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like it felt like I was in another timeline. Mm-hmm. Um and it was also just kind of like how the fuck did we get asked to play this? You know, like we hardly tore, you know, our like we oh, that don't matter. You know, like it was just kind of like I it was like, to me, I truly felt like we weren't deserving of that. 
you know, oh, but, no, saying so short. but, but yeah, but him explaining that, I was just kind of like, that's really sick. Like, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Like, I can feel have- it off you right now. I can feel <laughs> that energy again off you right now. Like, it was just like, you know, like, I don't know. I had like coming from a position where it was like, I had never ever thought of myself as like a, like having any sort of um, like weight in this scene, you know, to slowly starting to realize that like I do. And that's still weird to me Um, to then coming to a point where like within initiate with initiate, like we got asked to do this opportunity that was just like the, like, arguably the biggest opportunity that all of us have ever had to experience. Oh you know? God. Yeah. Like, um, with, and like everyone that had played had like loved have heart collectively, you know, and had different experiences with the band. And, um, and so that was like a pretty, pretty exciting moment being able to like share that with everyone else. And then also just like by that time, like, um, initiate was Austin, Alec, um, Jack had joined right after we had played our first Sound and Fury in 2018 um, and our friend Kyle. And, okay. and by that time it was like, like I am with some of my closest friends right now, like having just the greatest experience of my life right now. And, and it was just, it was sick. It was amazing. And, and that whole weekend I felt out of body. <laughs> like I just felt crazy. So Sound of Fury really went off that year. Like I wasn't, I wasn't there, but it's like because I'm involved with the festival, I pay attention to all the other festivals that go on, and I could just even just you see me looking at like what videos I saw and pictures, mainly pictures. I was, I was like, ooh, I was like, they, they were really, really dialed it in this year. Looks, mm-hmm. looked amazing, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, the and like yeah, all like. I, and I know a lot of the things that kind of go around like those like have heart reunions is, is the word special. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I went to one of them and it was definitely a special experience. Yeah. And I'm kind of in the same position as you were. I didn't get into them until way later, like embarrassingly later. Like I think I started getting into them maybe in like 16, mm-hmm. maybe, um, yeah, it would have been it would have been probably like 2016 because when they were a band, I, like when they were playing, I was I was still kind of like more into like the punker side of hardcore, so I didn't really have a ton of interest. And um, like uh, when and when people would kind of describe them to me when I was younger, I didn't have context to like, like people were like, oh, they sound like Bane and Strife, whatever. And like well, I wasn't listening to any like the, either of those bands, uh, like at that time. So I was like, mm, like. I don't really know what to do with this, but, um, and then at, like, I, like, I, then I got into them later and I was like, ah, uh, I, I was like, ah, uh, I missed that boat. I'll never see them, you know, whatever. And then they announced that they were doing like that show in mass and, uh, it sold out really quickly. And I was like, ah, well, oh, well. And then they announced they were doing that pretty much like endless ticket supply show the next day. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm going to that. And I went to that and uh, it was uh, like, you know, I've been to few things that felt like that. So I get it. I get that, that sort of, that sort of energy. 
Um, and that's cool. That's cool. That you guys got to be a part of that. You know, there's, there's something so special about hardcore when, when you are look kind of, you, you spoke on it and it, and it's a very real thing. And I think it's one of the th- reasons that this is one of the most empowering genres of music and the most tangible genres of music that you can be involved in because you, you're, you're talking about being an individual that, you know, for lack of a better term, for for a long time, you're like, I'm a spectator. You know, I'm I'm watching bands and observing them. Like, you know, you do a YouTube channel and stuff like that. You're involved with the venue, but for all, all intents and purposes, you're not like on stage for a lot of your time period involved in hardcore music. And then, not only do you become like you become like a practitioner, a player, but you get to be a part of a legendary experience, probably a once in a lifetime experience as a participant as well. Like that, that doesn't happen in other arenas to the level it happens, you know, here. And uh, I, th- I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Cause like that, that is actualizing all the stuff you've done. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like a moment where you like end up, like you, like you know, I'm sure it felt out of body. I'm sure the whole weekend felt out of body because you're like, I. If you, that's one of those things where I, I was thinking of scenarios that like, if you had told yourself like a year or two prior, oh by the way, in a couple of years from now you're gonna be doing this, you like you know your your like previous self would be like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, like no, it's not gonna happen. Um, so that's awesome. That's killer. That's a that's a pretty good highlight from last year. Yeah. If I do myself. Yeah. Um. So you're writing Lavender. You, you you know you play like like this like half heart show and you play Sound of Fury. This is your second Sound of Fury? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to back uh, on that one. Um. I can't remember the lineup. Were y'all going to play this year? Mm, we were playing. Well, did the lineup get announced? It did. No, we were playing a pre show. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So I'm that that involved. did not get announced though. So. But Do you remember who's going to be on it? On the pre-show, yeah, um, it was just going to be eight oh five bands. Oh, sick! Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, oh, you know, I was curious about that because I was, I was like, I was like, oh, this is like, this is like in eight oh five now. And I think other than Slowly, I didn't like see any other eight oh five bands, and I was mm-hmm. like, weird. But yeah. that's a cool idea. Yeah. So I had a hand in that one in the pre-show, which was very cool. Good for you. I like. Um, I've been talking to Riley a lot this year. Love the guy. Um, so I tossed that idea at him. Um, and through, through just shooting the shit with another friend about like, Oh, wouldn't that be cool if like sound of fear had like this pre-show, you know? And like, we were like joking about it and we were like, yeah, we could have like all of our friends on it. Like all 805 fans, like a welcome to the 805 again type of thing. Um, I'm a huge fan of 805 shit. So and that rocks. Yeah. And it was like, we had so, we have so many great bands out there right now where it was like, yeah, why not? So I shot him a text about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, uh, and, and he, we were also planning on meeting up anyway, because, um, he wanted me to help him kind of shoot ideas, like where to the front could be, like, could we have like sure. little acoustic shows at this venue since I lived down the street from, um, where it was. And, um, and then, yeah. So then he was like, yeah, if you could have like the lineup that you wanted, 
who would be on it, <laughs> you know? And, um, and I had been like, I have never really been the type to be like, yeah, I'm going to put my band on every show that I book, you know? Um, but, but I had just said like, I want 805 bands. And I just sent him a list of 805 bands and three of Initiates members are 805. We don't consider ourselves an 805 band, but, um, but like just for the intended purposes of like giving him a list of everyone from the 805 and, and then he was like, all right, well, like, how about these people, you know? And it was initiate minus, um, Omega point because slow bleed was on the fest. Great um, band. and then we were going to have, um, like, Oh shit. What is the name of this band? I gotta look it up. It was just like a bunch. It's like this, band with like 14 year old punk kids or something like oh, that civil conduct yes 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 um yes. me uh I believe there's a there's a a video of anderson pock moshing to them somewhere <laughs> out there very oxnard shit yes uh, they are oxnard for sure yeah no, no no i as a as a as a fan of being from the 804 just I just change the digit sometimes. So, now yeah. I'm to five, so, so um, but uh, cool. That would've been awesome. You know, yeah, that would've been killer. So um, so yeah, that's that's what it was. Unfortunate, be unfortunate. That yeah. But um, okay. So you guys write to backtrack while you while you while you look up um to backtrack. When do you guys finish writing Lavender? When do you? When and where do you record it? How did the Triple B connection start? Like, how did that all go? Um, real quick, the band is Civil Conflict. Check them out. Conflict, so. civil, conflict. <laughs> civil conflict. I said conduct. Yeah. Civil conflict. They're really cool. They are like children. I want to say there might be a video also for for other for other eight hundred five heads. Uh, I want to say there there might be a video of them with Ryan from In Control singing some songs to them as well. Doing some in control tracks. I think that happened. Nice. Check that out. Cause in control is incredible. Yes. Um, so we're writing lavender. Um, we had, uh, a thing with another label at the end of the year, 2019. Um, but then that kind of fell through. So then, we were just going to do our own thing. Like we were just going to release lavender on our, like we were just like, yeah, fuck it. We're just going to release lavender on our own. Like, and that's what we ended up doing. We ended up releasing self-releasing lavender after we had like gotten all of our ducks in a row for it. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then a couple months had gone by and we had just decided like, okay, lavender's out. All of our tour plans are now canceled. Um, cause we had actually planned on touring Europe for the first time this year. Really? So we had those those dates booked. We were going out there with Dare. And oh, that would have been cool. That would have been super fun. Um, well, where, where all were you going? We were going to like Spain, Germany, um, fucking the UK, like just like Good. literally like all we were nice. spending like a solid 14 days there. Nice. So, Killer. Um, but then, yeah, we had to cancel all of it. So, <laughs> um, so, so we had that and straight up and, um, and because I was graduating, I was like, 
let's hit the ground running with touring. We've never been able to do that. Like there's mm-hmm. always been multiple people in the band that have been in school and mm-hmm. I was the last one to graduate. So, um, so like, yeah, we had all of our plans canceled and as everyone and, um, and we were like, all right, well, we're just going to release another thing, I guess. Like we'll just work on maybe two songs and release them over the summer. And then, you know, just kind of vibe it out from there. Like, no rush right now. Um, also, because everyone was handling their own shit. So, like, we didn't really want to um, not necessarily not make the band a priority, but we were definitely taking, like, about two months to kind of figure out, like, like to let everyone else figure out what was going on in their lives in relation to the pandemic. Um, and then... In that phone call, we were all on FaceTime together. And in that phone call, I had gotten a DM and I, I cracked the joke. I was like, hey, wouldn't it be funny? I was like, oh, Sam text, Sam DM'd me. Wouldn't it be funny if you were offering us a record deal now that we've decided this? <laughs> and um, open, up my, <laughs> open up my DM and Sam's like, yo, what's up with lavender can we release nice. it do you guys want to do a full like an lp with us you know and, and that's how that came about so killer yeah killer and, the crop. yeah and we were very excited about it we were like I, I mean like to be fair we were a little jaded from the first record thing falling out um that can hurt that can that, that one can was be a good bummer we were we were we were right there with everything and then um and then, yeah, it just kind of went down the drain. Um, but, but yeah, like with Triple B, it was like, like we felt so good about it because like, well, like I personally knew Sam. So it was also kind of like, it's cool. Like I, I really liked the fact that like, A, Sam put us on America's Hardcore, like second year we were out, you know? And it was like, yeah, you guys, like, you're always out here supporting, like, America's Hardcore, you know? Like, this year, like, I would love to, like, you know, support you guys type of thing. So that's that was, like, the way that we got asked to play America's Hardcore, and that was very cool. It was, like, a, you know, like, it was, like, a mutual thing. It was, like, I, like, I don't know. I liked the energy. It was, like, very communal when he asked. Um, and then also, like, it didn't feel like... Like, it just straight up, I don't know. It didn't feel like, it felt very authentic when he asked us. Like, it didn't feel like a money grab or anything like that. Oh, You know? Yeah. Like, it, like, because if that had been the case, I feel like we would have, like, been with a label by now, you know? And, like, the, like, we kind of waited a bit. We kind of wanted to be DIY for a bit. Some instances, we didn't really feel comfortable going through with it. Um... And then, like, but, yeah, when Sam asked us, it was, like, well, we definitely know it's not a thing because we already released Lavender, you know? like <laughs> Yeah, so like, it's not, like, yeah, it's, like, it's already out. It's just he's just making it physical, which which comes off super authentic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it, it's, like, yeah. Yeah, it was just, like, it was purely just, like, hey, I really like this album, you know? Like, do you guys want to write, like, a full length of us? And, and then, um... And I'll help you guys release the the EP on a physical. And we had never had a final copy of it either. So of any of our music, we've only sold cassette tapes. 
So, um, oh, having so, that first, having that first wax in your hand is like, is it's like such a crazy feeling. Having the first twelve, you're doing a twelve inch of them. Having your first twelve inch in your hand, I remember. I remember this. I I'll put it to you this way. I remember where I was the the moment I like had like uh breakaways first LP in my hand. I was in the kitchen in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. It'll be cool. It'll, you'll, you'll, and they look pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, colorways. Like, um, no, it's it's a good package. It, it, it it's awesome. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And was, I got to design it. Did you? I did. Yeah. I, except I realized I made a typo in the lyrics, so that's gonna bother the fuck out of me. But. It is what it, it can, is. It could like, be worse. Yeah. <laughs> so you, did, you, did, you did a layout. Yeah. Cool. I did the layout cool. for it. So that was very, um, it was like very gratifying, you know, like not only is this our first physical release, like on like vinyl, but I also designed the entirety of like the layout of it. So that was like, this is very cool. It looks very cute. <laughs> If I had is to put it, a you, word to it. It's can cheap. you use, can, is it like, like I haven't seen like, I haven't seen like a, like a layout for, I mean, I've seen the cover and stuff. It's like, uh-huh. it's like, is that out in like in the ether yet? Or is that just something that it, you've seen? I, it's just something I've seen. Yeah. It's not out in the ether oh, yet. Well, sorry. Send it uh, over to me. I want to check yeah. it out. <laughs> <laughs> you can certify it cute later. Okay. So. I'll, ma- I'll make sure I'll be yes. like. I'll be like, you know, I'll put in the, I'll put in the notes for this. I'd be like, if it's cute, I'd be like, listen, she wasn't lying. Yeah. <laughs> Very cute. So yeah. What if you, you know, like the, the last thing we'll kind of talk about, cause that, that's super recent. Uh, what have you been doing kind of like with two things? What have you been doing since the world stopped turning? Uh-huh. <laughs> Or two, you know, kind of like how, and talk about kind of your transitional move from like SB to Seattle and how that's been going, which you said is good, but you know. Um, so since the world stopped turning, I was in my last quarter of college. Um, mm. So that was a shit show. Um, being a, I'm not a good student. That the, Let the record show I'm not a great student. It wasn't until I started going to Santa Barbara schools that I like sat down and became more diligent with it, but I still need to be in an academic setting. Having to be at home. And unfortunately at the time, my living situation wasn't great. Had some beef with my roommates um, that lasted for quite a long time, but we were in a lease together. So it is what it is and you deal with it. Um, Having to be at home with that energy with other stuff going on in my life with school fucking sucked. Um, but you know, we pulled through it because it was my last quarter and I was like, I'm going to be fucking done after this. So I have to get through these next 10 weeks. Um, so that was that, um, would not recommend it even though it's still continuing. (laughs) Um, uh, let's see. So, Got through that. Um, all the while, um, like I, I said this earlier earlier in this podcast that I had started taking my mental health a lot more seriously. So I've been like really going deep with seeing a therapist and trying to get some stuff worked out. 
um, and just trying to be less critical of myself, you know, um, working on that, working on um, growing to the aspirations that I stated earlier. <laughs> um, and, you know, also just kind of, you know, like I, you know, like just, yeah, just, just working through shit, dude. Like I, I was, um, diagnosed with depression and PTSD. Doesn't show it my smiley little self, but, uh, you know, (laughs) you would never know, but, um, but you know, like I, and, and I, it's not like, it's not like I, I am like completely against medication. Some people do need that. I am trying to navigate through it without medication and antidepressants. I get, I get that. I avoid um, medication. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I just don't like, you know, like I take fucking Advil and I'm good, you know, like I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't take medication same. a lot. Um, just, just trying to take that seriously. Um, for the first time in my life, I have never, ever taken, not, not that I haven't taken my mental health seriously, but I've never, adamantly made moves for my mental health. It's always been like my physical health that I've focused on, but this time it's like, all right, if I got, if I want to do all of the things that I want to do, I have to figure out the things that are holding me back. Um, and it's working through a lot of that. And some days it affects me more than others. Um, but that kind of goes hand in hand with my transition to Seattle. Um, I am very thankful and fortunate to have my partner, Waylon. Um, He, for the last three years, has just been amazing. Um, And we've been long distance up until June um, when I moved over here. And and he's been a huge support for me in, in being, like, just super understanding of, like, you know, some days I'm going to wake up and just have, just be super spicy one day. And then, you know, another day I'm going to just, you know, be a freaking angel. Um, but you know, like he helps me through a lot of that and also just kind of like, um, like allowing me to have a space where I can work through my shit. Like you can't work like on yourself in like a negative space. That's straight up not possible. Um, so, so moving out here was also like an empowering move too. like kind of getting out of my, my last situation, which I kind of felt tied to. And unfortunately, like lost a very good friend in that process. Um, but it was very empowering to move out to Seattle, um, move out in general, but, um, to move out to Seattle into a place that I've curated into like a very safe space for me. Um, so like, I'm currently trying to like work on what makes me, me, not so much like what I do, but like who I am, you know, like, like my being, I guess I'm trying to be a more spiritual person, not necessarily in like lieu of religion, but like, yeah, like just what, what makes me, me, you know, like I trying to navigate like how I can simultaneously be like have anger for some things and then 
be extremely happy for other things and be very sad about other things and be okay with it and allow myself to be okay with it rather sure. than, you know, like internally guilt trip myself for, for having something else on my mind when there's a completely other, much larger social issue going on, you know, mm. and being able to also try and balance both like having time and energy for, you know, the black lives matter movement going on while also simultaneously making time for the internal battle I have going on. Um, and I'm very fortunate that I have the space to do that. Um, and so my transition to Seattle goes hand in hand with what I've been doing during this pandemic. Like all of it's just one giant, um, like self self care movement <laughs> for Crystal. That's what Good. I'm working on. Good. When like just even you describing all this, it sounds like you have a strong handle because I mean, it's, 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 you're very aware. You're very aware of kind of like seemingly like, like yourself and like kind of like what's going on. And like, like the fact that you even talk about the balance of like being a part of a greater social movement, but also having, you know, the ability to, to be like, Hey, like I need to focus on myself some here as well, because you probably recognize the detriment of like you, you brought it up the, the guilt of just putting yourself in, into kind of like the social movements going on with while neglecting yourself, that's not going to benefit anybody mm-hmm. because if you're not good here, you're not going to be good. Like, you know, like, like helping out with, uh, kind of like the bigger picture. Yeah. When I said here, I pointed to myself. You're not good. Like, <laughs> you're not good with the self. I, 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 we're on video right now, but the world's not. Uh, I'm using for that. But um, you know, so I think that's great. I think that that, that shows an extreme amount of growth, an uh, extreme amount of awareness. You know, and and I think it, it, it says a lot about your identity. Um, and uh, and I feel like a lot of people, you know, can can listen to what you just said like that, you know, kind of a monologue of sorts and think about that for themselves. And I hope you they know? do. Yeah. And I think they will. And it's kind of like what you talked about, about I go back to like, before we close out here, kind of an earlier note where you spoke about how you wanted to do things where you wanted to feel, you wanted to make music that made you feel like when you saw mindset and what was being said and there are going to be people that probably listen to what you just said and think and 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 hit pause on you know kind of, and think about that for themselves and that's good that's good that you know like you know people can be like oh am i keeping my mental health a priority am i not putting guilt on myself you know to like about doing this like am am i am i thinking about what makes me me like even me just sitting here, you know, like as you're kind of going through this checklist, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, like what, what does make me, me am, am I, am I kind of like in a space where I'm like able to kind of like think about my own mental health? Cause I've been in spaces where it, it hasn't been great. And like last year was, was a rough one. Um, you know, and, and, and I think, uh, I think a lot of people can learn a lot of things from your most recent journey, both physically and mentally. And that's cool. Thank you. You're very welcome. 
but uh you know you know i think that that's a very powerful thing to leave on i'm very happy that you're in a in a solid space both physically and mentally you know it's a it's a journey it's not a destination but um, well, you're in the destination physically. You move to Seattle. That's <laughs> yeah. destination. The mental part, journey, not a destination. And uh, you know, hey, I'm like, it, it's awesome to see where you've gotten and what you're doing. And uh, you know, it's it's a, it, it truly is a pleasure to know you. Thank you. Same. I'm very yeah. glad we did this. I'm very glad we did it as well. <laughs> and uh, you know, I have to. Everyone, before we sign off, everybody, uh, like I said at the top of the episode, if you enjoyed this episode and you want more, please donate. Uh, well, not donate. Subscribe $2 to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash form of passion. You're going to get that additional episode on the last Friday of every month. And uh, also, if uh, you want to support uh, this, if you want to support the ACLU, but represent form of passion, you can buy one of our new shirts at formofpassion.limitedrun.com uh, everyone this has been uh, FOP episode 30 and we'll see you in August <laughs>